Welcome to the Embrace Your Life podcast, the place to be to live authentically and simply embracing your life with your host, Kayla LQ. Today, I get to speak with someone who's truly passionate about leaving the world a better place. He tries to accomplish this by creating change in a leadership role, owning an environmentally conscious business, and is currently studying psychology, where he hopes to continue to support people to be the best version of themselves. Help me welcome our guest, Jesse Moda. Welcome, Jesse. Oh, thank you. I, like, I'm very excited to be here today. So tell us more about who you are and what you do exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, essentially, I, I think that intro sums it up really nicely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just someone who wants to, I don't like that the word purpose, because uh, I feel like it's a bit of a, a buzzword and it doesn't have much meaning. But uh, I, yeah, I want to leave this world better than, than I, I found it. And just trying to have essentially an, an impact on my community, on the people around me, uh, the people I'm working with. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm trying to do that in as many different, uh, avenues as possible through work, through a, a small business that I own with my brother, uh, and through school, which hopefully will lead and open different avenues in the future. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really great to see you in many different things at the same time. So can you tell us and elaborate a little bit more about what exactly is the business and the name and what does it look like? Sure. So um, the business, uh, I can't talk about the business without talking about the backstory. So, uh, you know, during COVID, we all had a bit of, uh, I think, time for, for self-reflection. And uh, my brother uh, my brother and I have always been uh, huge coffee fanatics. Uh, not in the sense that we love coffee, but like we were able to nerd out on it, you know, mm -hmm. and talk about, you know, Uh, grams of coffee and how much you should have in your cup and what it tastes <laughs> like and those you know it tastes like roasted marshmallow and cooked pineapple and all these these uh, these nerdy details but um during covid he uh, or maybe even before he started to roast his own coffee at home mm -hmm. and anyone can kind of roast their own coffee in a popcorn maker and talk to me about it and I, i'm always that i'm that type of person that whenever i i purchase something in a store or I, you know, be an item of food. I'm always thinking, oh, how can I make the home version of this? You know, like mm -hmm. last time we had bought in like those classic McCain cakes. And I was like, I wonder what a McCain cake would taste like, you know, mm. so we made a home version of it. Uh, all to say, like, I just love experiencing the process and what's involved behind so many different things that it, it's, it's also a learning. So when he started talking to me about it, I got interested in it and I was like, okay, I saw his method and I was like, how can I perfect this? So I started you know, roasting coffee myself. And then at some point I just told him, I was like, Hey dude, do you want to, do you, would you be interested in kind of starting a business with me? Mm -hmm. And I explained to him a bit of the model and what I had in mind. And then we started working on it and the whole thing probably took a good six or seven months to get off the ground. It was probably the biggest project that I've done. I personal, I would probably say. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, so the, we own a small you can call it a micro roaster. We roast uh, single origin coffees uh, from five uh, different regions in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, we use a zero waste uh, system. So we use kind of like a bottle deposit service. So the same way you would buy a case of beer and then bring back 
the, you know, the bottles mm-hmm. and they give you 10 cents. It's the same idea. Our bottles, they just cost $4, but you, you recuperate that when you buy more coffee and then you can just give back the bottle and also uh, we'll give you back your money. And the name of the company is called Omission. And we call it Omission. It works in both in English and French, which is really practical here in Quebec, mm-hmm. uh, but so many different aspects, zero mission. And oh, that was the, that's the big detail is uh, we deliver by bicycle. Yeah. So we are limited to our territory. Uh, you know, unfortunately we can't, uh, we're not able to expand our clientele too widely for now, but uh, we're kind of seeing what the future holds and seeing how we can expand the business and what that'll look like. And especially with winter coming, you know, I've always been of a winter cyclist, my brother, not so much. So we're trying mm-hmm. to kind of figure out like what that, what that's going to look like and yeah, the different challenges that are, are going to come our way, but it's been three months up and running and so far so good. And it was so interesting because it was the first time I kind of started, we both started our own business. So we put mm-hmm. so much into launching it that when I sat down and someone asked me, I was trying to work with different people and understand like how I can increase sales and marketing. The person was like, what are your, what's your projected growth? And I was like, I don't know. Like I was so focused on like perfecting a great product and the service and building the website that like, I didn't even have time to think about that. So I think we're at this stage right now where we're kind of thinking, okay, cool. You know, what's next? So that's essentially the, uh, yeah, the business model. That's really awesome. I love the story behind it. And it's really awesome that basically you and your brother kind of had this collaborative idea and now delivering by bike. But like you said, maybe the project in the future is to expand and people might pick up on that and get inspired by you guys and contact you at the end of this. So hopefully that will work out for you. And yeah, I love the zero waste. I love the recycling concept behind it. Yeah, definitely. So can you also share a bit more about... Because uh, you said this was the first time you own a business. So for those who are listening and who also thinking about starting a business or what does it look like, can you share a bit more about your experience? I know that you said you can't talk necessarily about the business itself, but if you can share more about what was your experience starting a business from scratch? What was it like? What were the challenges? What did you wish that you knew now that you didn't know in the beginning? Oh, okay. Um I think I, okay, so the different facets to to this question. Uh, First, I would probably say with any project, be it like going, starting a business, you know, whether you want to, I don't know, whatever project it is you have, uh, you know, going back to school, wanting to perfect your culinary skills, whatever it is, I, I really think the idea is to kind of have an idea of what your finished project looks like what you're Mm. you know and I think that's what I I started with my brother we did this kind of work back and we're just like this is what we want to have at the end we built a timeline which was three months it took us four or five but the way I see see it as success like it it, Mm -hmm. because you know whether I launched April 1st or May 1st or June 1st it didn't it didn't really matter um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really about seeing, okay, what does my finished product look like? Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Now, how do I, what do I, how do I start, where do I start and how do I get there? Mm-hmm. One of the things though, I think I underestimated at the future was the power of networking and talking to people around me. Mm, I yes. think it's, it's definitely so intimidating to, mm. it, it's so intimidating to to kind of pitch that idea because all you're afraid of feel like is rejection of someone telling you, well, you know, that's been done, you know, that's yeah. not really going to work. Our product is so niche uh, because it it 
it it targets people who are into like you know coffee blends and discovering coffee um and but also people who are into zero waste movement and those two types of clients don't always cross but that's okay that's our business model and we're kind of trying to uh expose people who are into specialty coffees into zero waste and we're trying to expose people who are into zero waste living a zero waste lifestyle like i try to do myself as best as i can what you know how you can have specialty coffee still um so I, I, I think I think one of the things is one of the first things I, I had done with my brother after we I drew out our plan, my initial goal was to use home, a homemade popcorn maker to make mm. all the coffee. And then we realized that this wasn't going to work. We were going to we were going to spend at least 30 hours a week roasting coffee until mm-hmm. I sat down with an ex coworker friend, actually. Mm-hmm. And she looked at my business model and just said, you know, just you should try to partner up with someone. And it was like the silliest thing, but mm. like it's a light bulb sparked. And I just, I spoke to my brother and I was like, what are your, what are your thoughts? And we just reached out to the person that we were purchasing um, our coffee beans from at the time. And we just like, Hey, can we rent your roaster? And he's like, yeah, for sure. And I was like, okay. So it's just, <laughs> it, it's just a question of kind of, I feel like creating creating these networks and then talking to people and trying to get their feedback because it's, Mm. it's, I feel like it's, I'm by owning this business, the way I looked at it and maybe I'm being being very emotional about it, but it's like, it's putting a part of me out into the world and that feels so vulnerable. And I felt like so afraid of rejection or, or someone telling me, oh, your idea is just dumb, you know? Mm. And, but at the end of the day, when I did do that, I just received like a lot of feedback, like good and, and, and bad, but all things that I, some I took, some I let go, but at, at the end of the day, it really helped me own my business. So I think that the big takeaway for me is, um, you know, create some solid connections and establish what your end goal looks like. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. And you said that key, it's, I think it's scary when we have the idea in mind to start a business. It seems like you said, you're giving a part of yourself to the world and then you're scared of the rejection and the comments that people will say about, and it's not about you, it's basically their reflection about how they feel, right? So if we keep that in mind is people sometimes, you know, might say bad comments out of jealousy, out of fear for themselves, uh, not for themselves, but fear in the sense that they, they wish Uh, they could do something as bold and courageous as you are doing and exposing yourself out there. But some other people also, on the other hand, are like me. I encourage you. I love your model. (laughs) I really fully support you and your brother and your business, because I think it takes courage to do anything, whether it's coffee roasting, whether it's starting a podcast like myself (laughs) from scratch, where I knew nothing, the same concepts apply. And it's Really, I think the essence of here is using this as a way to inspire others to show up for themselves and follow their intuition or follow their ideas because you never know what's going to pan out, right? And something I really like you said is always reaching out to your network. So it's like you don't have to do it alone, right? We always think, oh, I need to do this alone. I need to do this like project by myself. But really, it's about resourcing yourself and connecting with the right people. So I love that. I really like that. Thank you for sharing that. I want to bring it full circle back to kind of like studying. And you mentioned you're studying psychology and you're also working at this moment. So what exactly does that look like? And what's your plan with psychology once you graduate? 
You know, it's it's really interesting. Uh, I whenever I tell people what I'm doing, I I feel like they're just like, wow, that's a lot. And I was like, yeah, it is. It's probably the most <laughs> I've done. Um, and you know, and I have a three and a half year old, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to find this balance in life. I'm th- that's definitely something for me that's always been a bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I don't have the moment, when I don't have the time to like work out and eat well and cook and you know, bake my bread and, and just like have time to just like do my own things. I feel so unbalanced and it throws me off and I just, you know, go into this, this not so great place, but, um, it, yeah. So essentially during the, um, I, I, I think finding the motivation to stay, um, uh, afloat and to stay focused on my projects that, that I'm doing is something that takes time and practice. Mm. Um, so I'll give you a bit of an example. I find people will often look at uh, motivation as uh, something that you have to be doing and feel bad when they don't do it. You know, they wake up in the morning, not it's not their best day, and they just they're just so hard on themselves for not being able to understand why it doesn't it's not so innate. But the way I look at it, it's it it doesn't it's not circumstantial. It doesn't happen because of a situation. I'm not someone who believes in like oh, positivity, you know, go out having a positive outlook and you'll be happy. It, I think the world's so much more complex than that. Um, the best example, you know, um, I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes in the middle of the corner of my bed that I stub my toe, okay? So I know that I've, I even in the dark, I know now to avoid that corner of the bed, mm-hmm. okay? Motivation and learning to be focused on your on your goals and what you want is not that simple. You don't have you don't recover from grief from death from a breakup from uh having a bad experience and then just wake up one day and say oh i'm going to avoid that corner of the bed it takes time and then you fall back into your routines and then you get back into it and so i really think it's it's practice Mm -hmm. it's really being self-aware and questioning yourself and what that looks like and during covid I, there was so much uncertainty for everyone, for everyone. I think everyone was going through a fairly hard time mm-hmm. um, that I started to ask myself the question anytime I wanted to make a decision. And this is what's working for me right now. This is my motivation was anytime I made a decision, two things. Am I going to regret not doing this later? And what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. Right now I'm working on a job. I'm working in a, in a co-working space in a leadership role. Uh, I'll be fully transparent with you. And I think my, my managers and the people I work with know it's, it, it's, it's just a job, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the first time in a while that I've worked in a place that it's just a job that I don't put my heart and soul into it, but that's okay. I work in a leadership role. I work in with other people I like. It's not a place that my values really align with, but that's okay because it allows me to do on, take on my other projects. Mm-hmm. When I took on this role, I was thinking, well, what's the worst that can happen? I could not like it and quit. Well, I, I can live with that. So mm-hmm. I, I did it. Going back to school was the same thing. Um, my situation is quite particular because I'm doing my master's in psychology at Yorkville University. Um, and um, living in Quebec, uh, once I graduate, I won't necessarily be able to practice as a psychotherapist. And I have these loopholes and things that I have to, mm-hmm. like my education won't be over when I'm even when I'm done my master's. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I was like, I've been wanting to do this since I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't do it, what's the worst that can happen? And I thought to myself, I'll probably lose a couple of thousand dollars if I drop out and people around me will probably just be like, feel sorry for me. And I was like, it's okay. I can live with that. I'm going to do it anyway. You know? And the same thing with my business. I thought to myself, 
if if it doesn't work out, what's the worst that can happen? Like it it like I'll, I'll you know lose a bit of money with my brother, and that's about it. So like so mm. that's what I kind of questioned because at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter when you get to and it's, it this sounds um, so poetic, but like it doesn't matter when you get to your destination. Like who cares? You know, there's no moment in life that you should own a house or you should have a kid or you should open a business. We're all, I, I feel like we spend our time so, so much comparing ourselves to other people. Like you do you and you be on your own path. And I, and for myself, I looked at it, everything I do, I show up at 80%. It's mm-hmm. impossible to split myself this much and give my 100%. But I prefer knowing that I'm giving 80% everywhere mm-hmm. and I'm doing all this. Yeah. Uh, because the way, even like an athlete, for example, the way that athlete achieves greatness in that one sport is because he's sacrificing or she's sacrificing other aspects of their life, their social yeah. time, their, 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 uh, you know, their work and things like that, because all their energy is going to one thing. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily my model. I want to do so many things. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to show up. Yeah. And that's what's kind of working for me right now. That's awesome. It's nice to see the way that you look at it, because like you said, we compare ourselves so much in this society where we are like, oh, we should own a house at certain age. We should have certain thing achieved by certain age. And you're the proof of that, that there's no time limit. There's no, you just follow your own path and you just kind of go with where you're at and what feels right at the moment. And I, I really admire you for that because it's, it takes courage. It takes courage to one, go back to school, uh, especially being a father, it, you know, has different layers of challenges, perhaps, uh, like you said, giving your attention at school and your business and then working and then being home. And so I can, I can already see that being, uh, a model for success when you are fully aware that you can't give your hundred percent everywhere that you're really bring it back to say, I'll show up. I'll just show up and give 80% of what I can give because otherwise you're going to, like you said, it's going to be overwhelming and I'm going to go back to a dark place. Perhaps you talked about psychology as being something you wanted to always study before. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you came to that conclusion and why you're interested in psychology and what did you study prior to psychology oh interesting um so for myself I, i i think i've always been just fascinated with what makes people tick um when my when i was when i was growing up well i became i'm fascinated with that and when i was growing up my my grandmother had uh, multiple sclerosis and it was the first time i saw a neurological disorder affect someone and it kind of i kind of uh, became fascinated with the brain and its function And I know that's probably a different field, but it, it kind of just made me question like what's going on in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for the longest time, I, I, I essentially, I, I'm, I'm just really fascinated by everyone around me and, 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 and what makes people make, take those decisions they take. I know a lot of it, you know, a lot of things are societal and it's not just individualistic, but mm-hmm. um, it it's it's really understanding how people get to where they are, their thought processes and and all that. And I in the end I, I think it's I, I want I really want to help people. 
And by understanding how people uh, function, or at least, I mean, psychology is just the the um, the tip of know, the iceberg. Ju ju just the the, mm -hmm. the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I like for myself, it's going to give me a better understanding. And mm -hmm. I don't honestly. That's the other thing too. I, for this, I don't even know my final destination. I know where I'd like to go. Mm. I know that's probably going to change. Um, and I. My, my end goal in this is that I, I want to use this as a tool to, to continue to help people. So mm -hmm. if somehow I continue staying in the leadership position in a place, in this place or in a place that maybe aligns a little bit more with my values and I'm able to use that master's psychology to do that, fine. Uh, if I'm able to open my own practice as a psychotherapist, that, that's, that's great too. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not quite sure, but I do know that that's how I want to continue um, supporting. Uh, I want to continue supporting people kind of getting them to wherever it is they want to go, you know? Mm. Uh, and it's interesting. You talk, you asked about what I studied before. I've, I studied in sociology. Uh, I'm again, always just fascinated by society and, 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 and people and kind of what makes people tick. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm definitely the person who's had the most, uh, hands down, probably the most amount of jobs than anyone I know. I think I counted once I had like 23 or something like different places of work since I was 13, which is quite a bit. Lots I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, but that, that's the thing. So a lot of times I, I just get bored, you know, mm. like I'll, I'll do something and I'll be like, cool. Like, you know, I, I, I've often had the, the conversation with my managers. Okay. Like, I don't necessarily want more. I just want to do something different. Like, how can we switch laterally? How can we change laterally? And my last place that I worked at was really great for that. Every year I did something different, mm -hmm. which was, uh, which was uh, like just uh, right down my, my pipeline. But I, I, I feel like I constantly need to be challenged. Um, so uh, maybe that's why I am where I am right now. Mm, yeah. So when you're referring to constantly being challenged, in which kind of way? Is it more in the... You need to learn something new or is it more in the getting challenged like it needs to be a solving problem for you through your work or oh um i feel you know it's it, it's it's a bit of both i just like to be out of my comfort zone i i i feel like every time i've learned valuable things in life it is because i'm in a place where it, like I'm in, a, uh, I'm in a place where I'm doing something and I know very little about it. Someone puts me in an uncomfortable spot and I kind of learn as I go. And I think that that is one of the ways that I'm d definitely challenged, mm. you know, by just, just completely being out of my comfort zone. Uh, mm -hmm. That's, I, I like the, I, I was actually talking about this the other day with someone and I was saying my ideal travel uh, or, or, or the, place or, or, or vacation mm -hmm. is if I'm sitting at a table and someone serves me food and I think, what is this? Mm. Like th that, that's what I need. I need, I need that shock and mm -hmm. I need, I need that. It's a bit of an adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So to be problem solving all day long, um, is definitely something that, uh, that I love. And so I think it works in both ways, whether, it, whether that's at work and figuring out problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, in so many jobs, you've you've you figured out all the problems. Now it's next. It, it, it's time to move on to the next challenge. Yeah, absolutely. It's good that you recognize that so that you can actually 
reinforce that in your own life to your work or to your life in business as well like you said you've run into so many <laughs> not challenges but you've run into the path in the course of like okay now like you said earlier you came back and realized okay what's the what's the forecast for the next step in the business and it's like I don't know so that's a new challenge kind of helping you to grow and keep the I don't know how to say it but like keep your momentum going and being still excited about the business in that sense. That's right. Because if you reach that point where you knew everything about the business and everything went smoothly as you imagined it would go in the first place, probably you wouldn't be where you're at now learning about the business and the growth and the next step for where you're heading. So that's that's good. It's really good to be aware of that. So as we come to an end, if you were to give the listeners out there a piece of advice on how to live their most authentic life, what would that look like or what would that be? Oh, man, what a loaded question. Okay, uh, that is, uh, how do you live your most authentic life? I, 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 don't, there's, I don't think there's a recipe for it. Um, I, don't, I don't think you wake up in the morning and just say, I'm going to, you know, kind of like my stub your toe analogy. Um, I think uh, the ways you do that is, it's important to question yourself, your self-awareness, your happiness, uh, what happiness means to you. Um, I, I, I really think that that's an important part of it. But also, uh, I find that having a strong social circle um, helps you. You know, you don't, I mean, I, I think you see a million and one Facebook posts on it, you know, about the, uh, the quantity of friends the quality of friends over the quantity of friends. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think having a strong social circle um, also, at least for me, has helped me live my authentic self because I've, I've been able to connect with people around me um, and use them as my support system. Um, that, and, and, and they, know, they know me best. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a, that they, they allow me to be who I am. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to put on a face. Um, and I feel like that's definitely an aspect. I don't think there's one key thing that will help anyone be their most authentic self. Um, but I, I really think that for, if there's a, a, any takeaway, it's really try to build your self-awareness, try to, um, you know, connect with the people around you, continuously ask yourself questions and uh, where it is you want to go. Um, yeah, and 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 connect around you for help mm. because it's it's important to it's it's important to be able to ask for help. Absolutely, I love that. Thank you for that takeaway, that little piece of wisdom. <laughs> and uh, Jesse, if people want to stay connected and learn more about the business, where can they find you at? Yeah, for sure. So you. You can go to uh, omissioncafe.com um, and you can connect with us there. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on, we're on Instagram. Uh, we love and encourage more followers. Uh, and I, we always, you know, we, we do have a very limited delivery zone, but uh, we, we, we stated out there that even if you're outside the delivery zone and you're interested in trying our coffee, um, we'll make it work. We'll figure out a way to get, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get it, you know, even if you're, 
10 kilometers away, we'll figure out a way to get it to you. Whether we're biking it to you, whether we're meeting at a halfway point, I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. We kind of want to spread the message and spread that love. So if people want to connect with me, uh, they can definitely connect through uh, through the business. That's definitely a way to do it. Absolutely. I'll put the link in the description below for you, for the listeners to connect with you. And yeah, thank you so much, uh, Jesse. It was a great pleasure having you on the show today. And thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and this, uh, this space uh, to tell my story. Mm, you're welcome. Thank you. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Also, head on over to our website, embraceyourlifepodcast.com, to learn more about how you can live your most authentic life. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember to embrace your life.